Okay, so the topic that I chose for today uh, is, is not a typical kind of topic. It's not really one that's geared towards personal growth, towards, it's not really that relevant to most Jews, uh, on, uh, you know, in their daily lives. Uh, but I figured that it's important for Jews today to know and understand why Jews historically have not accepted Jesus uh, and, and, um, and we can even say that the Jews have rejected him. Uh, it's very important to know. We have, I think everyone probably has had a conversation, probably everyone in the room has once had, at least once had a conversation with someone uh, who wanted to either understand why Jews don't believe in Jesus or try to convince you why you should believe in Jesus. Everyone's nodding. So I think it's, it is relevant um, in, you know, in, in, that, in that sphere because I think it's very important to know why the Jews not believe in Jesus. Now, I don't want, I don't want anyone to think that I'm here to disparage, to um, make fun of, to um, denigrate other religions. I can, you know, I, I can and I might, but it's not the point. <laughs> Thanks, Max. <laughs> That's not the point. It's just we want to. It's very important to have clarity to clarify what are the basic, you know, Jewish reasons for rejection of Jesus. And it, it'll be enough. I think in, in one hour or half hour, whatever we have, it's enough time to have to encapsulate the, the different ideas uh, of why we reject Jesus. And therefore, if you ever encounter someone who wants to know why the Jews reject Jesus, or wants to convince you why you as a Jew should adopt Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you say to them, no, I remember the rabbi once said that this and this and this and this and this and this are the reasons why we don't believe in Jesus, and I'm a Jew and I don't believe in Jesus. Okay? The word Christ, what does the word Christ mean? Messiah. Messiah. So there's a big misconception because um, we, some people think, man on the street thinks, the average Jew thinks that maybe, maybe Christ means God. Uh, Christ comes from the, the Greek word Christos, which means anointed one. Which is the, the Hebrew word for anointed one is Mashiach or Mashuach. Uh, why would we call Messiah the king someone who is anointed? Because in ancient times, or at least in the, you know, in the Jewish world, when you inaugurated a king, uh, they would take oil and pour it over the person's head. Uh, as evidenced many times uh, in Tanakh, in the, Jewish, in the Jewish Bible, in the Old Testament. And they would take oil, pour it right? Samuel comes to David, pours the oil on your head, you're king. And the idea of the Mashiach, of the Messiah, it will be a Jewish king um, who's going to redeem the Jewish people, bring them back to Israel, uh, collect all the Jews from all different corners of the world, reinstitute the Sanhedrin, rebuild the temple, uh, and that will be the king, like the, the Messiah, the, Messiah uh, the anointed one. Not just a king, uh, but the king. The one who, after years of, of exile, of, of expulsion, of persecution, is going to bring the Jews back to the land of Israel. So that's just a little basis on the word Christ. Um, and that's, this brings us, I think, to the very first point of why, uh, rationally, Jews have rejected Jesus. Because, what exactly are we rejecting? Are we rejecting a Messiah or are we rejecting a God? What are we rejecting? And um, it's not, it, this, this point has, is, I think, the most important point in, in, the, in the entire religion of Christianity is the status of Jesus. And no one could tell you clearly what, what exactly do they mean by believe in Jesus. Is he, is he the Messiah as described in the Old Testament? in every single one of the books of, of, of the Nevi'im, of the prophets, it talks about the Messiah, it describes the Messiah. They use that as proofs for Jesus uh, being, fulfilling the, um, uh, the, you know, the, the criteria of the Messiah. On the other hand, they, they claim that he's a god. So we have to clarify exactly, which is the first point, it's, it's not so clear what are we rejecting. Are we rejecting Jesus the, the Messiah or rejecting Jesus the god of the demigod? Both. Well, we are doing both. But the first point is, is that this idea, this point of the status of Jesus is the most important point or the most important idea in the entire religion of Christianity. And as late as the year 325, 
We're talking about almost 300 years after Jesus is dead, right? They have, they convene the council of Nai, Nicaea, they convene the council of Nicaea to vote on this issue. They had a vote. They had a vote to determine what is Jesus. Is he the Jew, Jewish Messiah as described in, as described in uh, in you know in the Torah, in the Tanakh, in the in the, in the Jewish Bible, or is he God? And they voted two hundred eighteen to two to declare uh, Jesus as being a godly, a divine, a, a, a deity, some sort of uh, godly whatever you know. Part. Just think about how I think how how can we say silly or how irrational it is that three hundred years after the founding of the religion, or at least the you know, the life of the, the, the founder or the most important person of the religion, they decide, they made a decision that he's a god. Uh, it, it's just, I, I think it's, it's very hard to accept that in, in a rational manner. Not separate from what we know of God, right? Not like a separate, uh, like, a, like the Hindu people that has multiple... What are you saying? Oh, you want to know what... No, no, no. Uh, when you say they 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 uh, and pointing him as God, right, or as yes. an extension of God, yes, as God. You want to know how, how do they do that? How do they rationalize it? Right. How do they justify that? I don't know. That's a good question because uh, how many gods do they believe in? Huh? He wanted to know what's the uh, Max wanted to know here. How do the Christians? How do they? Um, uh, like, how do they understand the idea of one God versus three gods, right? But, but interestingly, by the way, the whole three themes, the whole Father, Son, you know, the Holy Spirit, that came years later, 381, right? Well, I guess, I, you know, 50, what, 56 years later, 56 years later, or was that, yeah, it'd be 56 years later, they came up with that idea, so... There still is no clear consensus it's, exactly. as to what they... Exactly, what the, exactly. Just like there's no clear consensus no, uh, but the definition of God. There are plenty of Jews that don't even believe in God. Okay, but okay, but we don't. I'm saying the Jewish definition of God, classical Jewish def- philosophical definition of God. Normative, huh? Normative. Normative. Normative Judaism is is accepted. You don't have you don't have different schisms and major schisms in, in in Jewish ideology of different levels of practice, of course. But uh, but to the definition of God is accepted across uh, across all. Uh, if you don't believe in God, fine. But at least you have the definition in God, right? The de- definition of God, and that hasn't changed. And it's not like you know, three hundred years after Mount Sinai, we have a council convened to discuss what happened there. Like that, that doesn't you know that whole uh, Monday morning quarterbacking of making a vote, a vote three hundred years after the religion started. I thought there were plenty of. Sects that have challenged those classical views, those sects have just have just not survived. Well, you could consider Christianity maybe as as as, as uh, it started off as 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 being uh, as being a subsect of the Jews, the Essenes, the uh, what the Karaites. We have we have Pharisees. Yeah, Phar- well, no, not the Pharisees. The Pharisees were the no. The Pharisees no, 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 no. was an invented name for the Jews. The Pharisees. The Pharisees. Yeah, I'm saying the Sadducees. Uh, well, the Sadducees, yeah. It's a doken. Well, the, um, thing, like, I, I don't get the ones that you say, like, it, I saw this website once, I was just like, curious, it said, there's one God, but then it said, then there's three. So that's very confusing. It's very confusing, one, and like Egal says, there's no consensus. But the weird part is, in this, they were saying, it's one God, but God has these three Different components. Parts. But then, it doesn't make sense then to say, if it's God in their opinion, like, that he died... For our sins, because God doesn't. That's that. That's the point. So like that was like just not also to make any kind of fun. I just was thinking logically, like I don't. How does that? How does that? You also are you wondering about the um, chronology of that? How did that works? Chronology? Yeah, I'm just. Like, it doesn't make it's the God, then it can't live or die. Yeah. So this that's a good point. That's that's we'll we'll get to that. But I think the first point that that I want to say is that they had a council convened to define what. Is Jesus? Uh, that that's when they canonized the books of the the books of the of the New Testament of the Christian Bible. They got rid of any reference of Jesus or most references. A lot of references actually, uh, you know, fell through. 
but they, they, they focus primarily on the works that seem, or that seem to indicate that Jesus was not just a mere mortal man. Um, they, they banned, they burned, they... they, 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 they this group, the council of oh, Nicaea. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, sorry. Um, and um, and uh, so, so, so they, they made it this like an executive decision of, of, uh, of you know, what happened three years ago. Let's, let, let's decide. Did we win the war of independence or not? What do you guys say? Let's vote on it. I'm just, I'm using satire. <laughs> it's like it's like saying we should vote right now, right? Us, the people in the room, did the Americans win the War of Independence or not, or did uh, George Washington chop down the cherry tree? It's it's silly. It's silly to vote on a reality. It's it's silly to take uh, a very important ideological point, um, and especially with regards to religion, with regards to religion, which which has to be based on. Uh, on divinity, on prophecy, on, on revelation, and to have people vote on the status of uh, that, that that person w- was indeed divine. It's, it's just it's it's not it's not rational to accept um, uh, that. So that's the first point. I don't know anything about Catholicism, but don't they isn't there a voting system for determining when someone gets sainthood? Yeah. Well, what the beatification? Yeah. Yeah, but that's that's that's. Well, that, that's that. I'm saying it's like voting. Um, think about it. We're not just voting on this. Uh, on is this person a saint or do we elevate him to a saint? We're voting. We're saying Jesus was God. And two people said no, no, no he was a human, and they said, okay, fine, you lost the vote. <laughs> okay, so that's number one. But I, th- I think I think we're gonna have to go through these points independently. Why Jews reject Jesus the God? Why Jews reject Jesus the Messiah? And why Jews do not accept Christianity as a whole? Okay, so I want to point out two points that, uh, ironically, we know for many years, Jews uh, Jews are the only people to be persecuted uh, for deicide. One of the reasons for anti-Semitism is that you you killed our God, right? You killed Jesus, right? We know many, many Jews uh, were persecuted as a result of that. Um, so, ironically, you would think that if a God, by definition, means power, he had power. Uh, if 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 Jesus was a God, he could have stopped us. By the fact that he didn't stop us, he didn't stop us. It must mean that he condoned it, that he agreed with it. It was a good thing. So it's it's ironic that we're we're persecuted for killing Jesus, uh, despite the fact that. They're saying that Jesus was a god, uh, and inherent in that is that he had power, and that must must be that he that he uh, condoned it. And point number two, they say he got he died for their sins. Had he not died for their sins, they would be left to eternal damnation. Not only they should not, they shouldn't they be persecuting us, they should. We're the ones who saved them from eternal damnation. They should be thanking us. Hmm? Does that make sense? Is, is, that, is, that, is that I think it's, I think it's I think it, it's a little bit it's a little bit it's hilarious I think. Anyone says oh you you I have, the, I have this thing I want to say. Uh, so if if we have in the times of the Sanhedrin right, which is when all this happened, if you have a, somebody there was a, a a few things that if you didn't do in Judaism you were uh, um, you were. Uh, Condone to death penalty, right? Yeah, we believe yeah, we have uh, we have capital punishment. Capital punishment, we do. So, it, <coughs> so so when people so when people ask me in college, uh, I went to a very uh, rural uh, Christian environment college, and people ask me, well, so you you you, you guys did kill the Jesus, and it's like, and I, and I answered uh, yes, but if somebody else would have been doing the same thing. And his name would be Joshua, would have been killed too. <laughs> you know, it's well, it's funny because the, the uh, New Testament says that the Romans killed him. Exactly. So, but, but I, I, I think I, that, that point's I, irrelevant. Let's say the Jews killed him. Right. Let's let's accept that as being true, right? In reality, probably the Romans killed him. Or maybe the Jews killed him. Who knows? But if we do have capital punishment, so if yeah, and, uh, and also remember, this is a god, right? 
Right. And this is part of the grand scheme. Why, why are you persecuting us? Uh, if he was a god, he could have stopped it. He didn't stop it means he condones it. Uh, and point number two, he died for your sins. You should thank us. It's just the whole thing is silly. It's not, it's not based on... on I'm, I'm, just, I think from the, I'm pointing out from this is that it's not, it's not, we're not going up against rational thought. I'm saying rationally, it doesn't make sense to persecute you Jews for deicide. Uh, a, probably because they didn't do it. B, because according to your theology, it, it was a good thing that they did it. Um, but somehow we're not dealing necessarily with, with, with rational, uh, reasonable thought uh, that, you know, that could justify uh, their actions. Yes, you go. As always, you go. Why don't we praise Haman? If it were not for Haman, Jews would not have reached the status that they did in Persia. And if not for that... Well, that's a good question, because, because like Pharaoh, all the bad people, Hitler, right... All, it's all part of the divine, the divine, the divine scheme. I think the answer, the cl- what classical answer to that question? Everyone hears Egal's question. It's a good one, philosophically. He's, he's saying like this. We know. I think you're you're asking. Uh, there's two ways to ask the question. He's saying like this. Haman united the Jews, right? He brought the Jews back, so to speak. Uh, like the Talmud says that Haman caused uh, more Jews to repent. And come back to God uh, more than uh, more than than what than Jeremiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Jeremiah, more than all the prophet the prophecies of Jeremiah. So Haman should be lauded. What an awesome guy! He brought the Jews back. Um, I think we could extend his question philosophically to uh, the idea of, of Pharaoh. Right? We know the Pharaoh, the Pharaoh, and the Egyptians were punished for for persecuting the Jews. Wait a minute. We know the Jews were deserved of persecution. The, like, the, you know, God tells Abraham, your children will be persecuted. So it was righteous. The Jews deserved it, quote-unquote. Or it was coming to them. Or it was for a purpose that they got it. So why would, why would Pharaoh get punished if he's just, you know, tracing within the lines of what, of what God has planned for the Jewish people? But it's not the same. He says in the Bible that, that God would harden Pharaoh's heart. Well, that's, that's another question. That's another question. How do you have free will? Do you lose free will? So that's Maimonides where he discusses that and he says that it's possible for someone to lose free will. Separate discussion. Yeah, but I'm just saying. See, see Um Yeah, so it is possible. It is possible to lose free will. Like, uh, you know, it's possible. Like, uh, could Hitler have repented? That's the question, right? Could Hitler have done tshuva? Um, so it's possible that once... Once you present, uh, it's possible that once you reach a, reach a certain point of, of wickedness, so to speak, there's no room, there's a point of no return, so to speak. Um, but I think the answer to your question is that, the answer to your question is like this, that indeed the Jews were deserving of, 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 that, uh, of, that, of what they got, and indeed there was a good byproduct of Haman's persecution, but we, we judge Haman individually, right? Pharaoh, you didn't need to be the one, you didn't need to be the vehicle, so to speak, that administered the persecution to the Jews. You chose to do that, and therefore you get punished. God made it able because the Jews were deserving of it. But you didn't have to be the aggressor, you didn't have to be the perpetrator, you didn't have to be the bad guy. So too, Haman, you indeed, the byproduct of, it's like saying, hey, thank you, Hitler. Why? Without Hitler, we probably wouldn't have gotten the land of Israel. Most people agree that the UN votes of 47 and 48, right, in favor of, of A, the partition man, and B, and B the, uh, the, uh, the state of Israel, right, those would not have happened if not for the, uh, you know, for, the, for the sympathy that they had to the Jews of the Holocaust. So we say, hey, oh, thank you, Hitler, you gave us the land. No. Indeed, maybe, perhaps, a byproduct of the Holocaust was that we had Israel, but Hitler was wicked, and we can't thank him for, you know, we, we can't, uh, he doesn't get credit for the, for the positive byproducts of, um, of, 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 his, of his aggression. Does that make sense, Miguel? Okay. Okay, so how come we don't accept Jesus the God? So I think, um, I think Stephanie hit the nail on the head. Um, the, Jewish, the Jewish definition of God is um, that God is eternal, uh, that God is... Um, infinite, beyond time and space, 
cannot have any any uh, any physical or any any finite qualities. What's the what's the English word? We have an English teacher here. What's the English word for giving an, an infinite being finite qual- qualities? Anthropomorphism. I would get mixed up with that word, anachronism. All these isms. It's anthropomorphic to say that God has any qualities, has any, has any, has any, um, has any, not, not even physical, but any distinct qualities. We know this is this is this is uh, theology one on one, Jewish theology one on one. The Jewish God cannot be have any parts or any or any attributes. When it says God is angry, it doesn't mean that God is angry. This is my mind. It means he's acting in an angry way. But God can't be angry. There's no before and after with God. This is, a, this is not an easy idea to swallow, but there's no before and after. It doesn't exist in time and space. Right? God right now exists as much as he exists in 1965. All, it's the same thing. All of these things were created, the, the concept of time and space were created when the oil... Exactly. 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 The, the Jewish God... You can't, it's not possible for the Jewish God to be any different than what he is. It's not possible for the Jewish God to have any parts. It's not possible because that's the definition of God and God cannot change. It's not possible. The Jewish, the Jew, the Jewish God is infinite and therefore cannot change. There's a classical question by, uh, by amateur the- theologians. Amateur theologians, uh, uh, raise your hand if you ever heard this question. Can God create... A rock that he can't lift. Anyone heard that ever? What? It must be a Northeast thing. Is it a rock? You heard it in this class? Okay. Can God create a stone or a rock that he can't lift? Oh. Anybody? It must be a Northeast thing. That and no soap radio. I once did the no soap radio thing in class. I was like, I was like what? What's no soap radio? What is no soap radio? <laughs> <laughs> just keep rolling. No superior. No superior. Just keep rolling. Right? It's just, it's just, the, 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 these are like, uh, it's by it's must be a Northeast thing. That means, you're talking Latin, right there? No soap radio? No, I just, I was English. No soap radio. That's it. That's all I said. Um, yeah, so can God create a rock he can't lift? The, uh, so the, the purpose behind the question is like in Catch-22. Uh, God could do anything, right? You, you believe in God, you're a creationist. God could do anything, right? There's God's no not limitation to God. But so can he create a stone? He, of course, he can create a stone, but he can't lift it. So how is that possible? Uh, it's sort of like an amateur question, um, trying to contend or contest the, the Jewish definition of God. And the answer is, God cannot create a rock he cannot lift because God cannot limit himself. God cannot change. Can God be any different than what he is? No. Can God morph into a human? That, that has birth and has and grows up and dies? No. That's just it, 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 it's 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 antithetical to, to what God is. God cannot be limited. God cannot have any any characteristics. In fact, we are within God. You you're trying to bring in Simpson again. I, and every time, every single every single so far, every single class Brad tries to bring in the idea of Simpson. Um Sensum is dealing with a very difficult question uh, uh, relating to a, a theological question that's thousands of years old uh, that if we accept the idea of an infinite or of, of, the, of, 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 of the infinite how is there any room for any finite? How could a finite world exist if the, if the idea of infinite is true? Uh, and then that symptom answers that. And the answer is symptom. Just like uh, a, the like the new the new version of this question is determinism versus free will, right? God knows everything you're going to do. How could you have free will if God knows what you're going to choose? Dave, you've heard that question before. Yeah. Determinism, full determined. How do you have free will? Yeah. So I, it's the same exact question. It's like. If God is infinite, how is there finite? How could there be anything besides for God? How could we have decision making that's not that's not contingent, that's not uh, um, dependent on God on God's influence? This is a very classical question, and the answer, well, at least, uh, is, is symptom is the idea of God limiting Himself, so to speak. 
making room for finite. So that's what so Max constantly wants to bring up in class. Like, for example, that God, you know, so God is us, but that's not necessarily a contradiction in the sense that the part of us that is that it's just not, is not within time and space anyway. It's, it's just connection. Um, I mean, it is in terms of... It's the idea of a soul, that you're, you're referencing, kind of piece of God, uh, but it's a piece of pure spirituality, right. something which is similar to God. Um, we talked about this before. Um, I don't know if, you know, say we talked about this. I don't know if anyone was here when I talked about it. Um, but but that's not a piece of God. It's a, it's a piece of pure spirituality. Uh, so from a from a spiritual perspective, you can say that we don't believe in Jesus because he didn't accomplish what Mashiach. Well, that's Mashiach. We're saying he can't be God according to the Jewish definition right. of God uh, because. Well, the whole idea of the Trinity is just totally antithetical. We have, we say, I'm saying the basic um, pledge of allegiance that the Jews say every single day, and the Jews hang up onto their doorposts, and, the, and they bind in their tefillin on their head and on their arms, is the idea of one God. This whole, this whole three, three gods, or three parts of gods, that's antithetical to Judaism. And I'll say even more. Uh, God is not man, that he should be deceitful, nor a son of man that he should relent. That is a, uh, a piece of scripture from the book of Numbers, the fourth book of the Torah. God is not man that he should be deceitful, nor son of man. The idea of God and man, are, they're, not, they're not the same idea. This, this, this whole morphing God and man is, uh, like, like, like Gil pointed out before the class, it, it, it's sort of a blend between Greek uh, uh, mythology and 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 Jewish and, and Jewish theology. Uh, it's it's just it's just something that we haven't accepted and we don't plan on ever accepting. See now that I I am He and no God is with me. The, this idea this this idea of Jesus being God. Is in the Jewish view, it's it's similar to idolatry. We know that you're not uh, that uh, the, the Muslims, Islam, incidentally, they believe in the same God that we believe in. Right. The Allah is the same God as uh, uh, it's a, it's the same idea. They don't believe in idolatry, uh, but Christianity technically is uh, categorized by Jews as being. As being a idol worship. That's why the laws of a church and the law, uh, uh, the halacha of a church, of walking into a church, will be different than walking into a mosque, for example. You may be able to pray in a mosque because it's still a house of God, our God. It's not idolatry. And different churches. Well, I'm saying this is what this is what Rabbi Maimonides wrote. This he he made the distinction already. You know, six eight hundred years ago. Because of the of the of all the no, it's just and the, a what images and things like that inside. The, Inside a well, yeah, well, it's it's a house of worship of idolatry. No, no different than the idolatry of, of, of the Greek idolatry. Well, like we said before, not all Christians believe in the divinity of, of Jesus. No, the thing about Christians is that, like, that's what's so different about Christianity from Judaism is that to be a Christian, you have to accept Christ as your Lord and Savior. Lord. So the, the first point is that we view Christianity or the idea of man being a god is no different than a son being the god or the three thirty thousand gods that the Romans have or had as as, as chronicled by the Roman historian Deo Cassius. Uh, it's no different. Well, what's the difference? Man god, you know, Pharaoh thought he was a god. Why is Jesus being considered a god any different? It's idolatry. We haven't accepted it. We don't plan on accepting it. Uh, but I think this point is, so that's point number one. But point number two, I think, is the most important point, which is, this is an idea that a bunch of uh, Christian leaders in the fourth century uh, espoused to be true. Uh, but how do we know it's true? <coughs> Unpopular question alert. What 
evidence do they have? What evidence do they have that it is indeed so? It's, it's, it's a pretty grandiose claim, as every religion is. Uh, it's, a pretty, it's a pretty grand claim to say that, that a man is a god. And just, if I were just, you, we would just ask the question, what kind of evidence? How do we know that's true? It's a very simple question. How do we know it's true? And that's the same question we can ask the Mormons. How do we know that Joseph Smith is telling the truth? How do we know he met the angel? How do we know he saw the golden tablets? How do we know that this Book of Mormon is a translation of the ancient Egyptian, or uh, what's what he called, I think, ancient Egyptian? Reformed Egyptian, I'm sorry. Reformed Egyptian, a non-existent language that no one ever heard of, and no one's seen these tablets. How do we know you're, not, you're telling the truth? How do we know? How do we know? So, so how, how do we know that the angel is true, then? Okay, if you're ever upset because it's in the Torah, we know, we know no, the I'm Torah. Saying, it's also, these people will say it's no, in the book too. Somebody that's a good question. Yes. Judaism is different than every other religion by the fact that our revelation or the reason, the basis on which we believe our religion is different or is, is, is a, was a mass revelation. If you ask a Muslim, why do you believe in Islam? He'll tell you because... Right? Muhammad Rasul Allah. Muhammad is the last prophet of Allah, right? And he told us that this is the book of instructions that, that God gave me, right? So 117 surahs of, uh, 117 chapters of the Quran are the books of instructions of God. How do we know that, it, that this has come from God? Because Muhammad told us. How do we know that Muhammad is indeed a prophet and not a charlatan? So what? That's the next question. So if before they, sli- they slash you to death, uh, b- before they, uh, before they, uh, they, they, they commit jihad on you, um, <laughs> they'll tell you that we don't know. We just believe that he's the prophet because he told us or he convinced us. or he, we don't, it, It's his word versus my word. I'll claim he's not a prophet. He said, she said. How do we know it's true? How do we know that Muhammad is a prophet? We don't know. He was glib, he, was, he had dreams, and he claims he had prophecy. It's his claim versus everyone else's claim, right? We claim he's not, I say he's not a prophet. How do we know that, I, that, that he's right and I'm wrong? How do we know that Paul had this tremendous revelation on the way to Damascus, and he met Jesus, and Jesus convinced him to stop assembling against me? Why do you assail against me? You should start supporting me. How do we know that's true? Well, it's his word versus our word. How do we know that Joseph Smith indeed found those golden tablets and translated them from their original reformed Egyptian into the Book of Mormon when no one saw the tablets, no one, no one met the angel? How do we know it's telling the truth? It's his word versus our word. How do we know that Moses was a prophet? How do we know? Because we had documented, we had the collective prophecy, and we all experienced by ourselves God calling out Moses, Moses, come to the mountain. We know that everything Moses says is the word of a prophet, because we know that. It was experienced by everyone. 603,500 males between ages 20 and 60. You could surmise that there would be the same amount of females. And if you take that, if you take that number and say, well, 600,000 males between the age of 20 and 60, plus 600,000 females between the age of 20 and 60, you would assume that if the same ratio would exist, you would have uh, 400,000 males and females between the age of 0 and 20. Right? So you have at least a million point six people that all experienced with their own eyes and ears the prophecy of God calling out Moses. It's a mistake. We all watch 1956, the Ten Commandments, um, that the, the, the movie uh, the movie uh, is, in, is incorrect. If you read the Torah, if you open up the Bible, it doesn't say that it was just Moses had a prophecy. Everyone, everyone heard it. Everyone experienced prophecy. The reason why we know that Moses is a prophet is not because he convinced us of that. It's because we were there. Our ancestors were there. They saw, they experienced. They saw with their own eyes, they heard with their own ears. The sound was seen and the light was sound. Well, yeah, it was, it was, it was, I'm saying it was prophecy. It was some sort of, uh, yes. So the performance of miracles alone is not sufficient. Absolutely. And it even says, so, so in the Torah, it says that you'll have someone who comes and does wonders. We had Elisha. Elisha, Elisha's pouring oil and keeps on pouring oil from one jug, right? Let's say uh, the Baba Sali did the same thing also in 1984. But imagine if I can, I, I took this, 
this cup, this cup of oil, and I keep on pouring it. And it keeps on pouring. So either a magician, or I, or I'm a, pro- a prophet, or I, I have somehow I have a grasp over over nature. I'm able to do amazing things. It doesn't make me God. Elisha, no one claimed Elisha was God. Elisha kept on pouring the oil, kept on filling more and more and more jars. Elisha resuscitated the 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 the, 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 uh, the, the dead man. Elijah brought down the fire from the heaven. We have stories of miracles throughout. Right? And maybe Jesus did do miracles. So what? He did walk on water. Let's accept it. Okay? We can say, oh, it never happened. Who knows? He did walk on water. Okay? So what? That doesn't prove anything. And it even says so in the Torah. He said, it, it, the Torah says clearly, right? Deuteronomy. It says, uh, I think somewhere in the 30s, I can find it if you're interested. You'll have someone who comes and does wonders. These unbelievable themes. Shalom Roenechem, your eyes haven't seen, right? Watch some water, does whatever. And, he'll, and then he'll tell you to, 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 to uh, abrogate the Torah. He'll tell you to erase one word of the Torah. He's a false prophet. You put him to death. It doesn't matter that you could do that. It doesn't matter. I don't know how did someone, how did he do it if he did it. Maybe he was a magician. Maybe he knew black magic. I don't know how he did it. But that does not mean anything. Let's say he did do it. So what? Like I said, there's other examples of, of, of miracles, but no one ever claims that Elisha uh, or, or Elijah were, were gods. Stephanie? Um, I have like two things. Well, one is related to the, it's like if the Christians believe in the Old Testament, and then how do they, like, how does it, meaning, like, if they believe that, then how, how do they. Kind of, well, that's another, that's an excellent point. Um, kind of bring together the contra- like, God What's, did it right. What, what so Stephanie? Exactly. How do they reconcile? Well, um, meaning it, it's God's word they're saying. So, and not to be like God did it right the first time, but like how do you say? Oh, means what they're claiming. Now. It's it's replacement theology. They're saying, well, indeed, the Torah was true, but the Jews didn't do a good enough job, and they lost it. And now it came to us, and come along the Muslims six hundred years later. They say, oh, you guys were right. Jesus was a prophet. Moses was a prophet. Ibrahim was a prophet. But now Muhammad, right? Very convenient. Okay. I mean, so but they're accepting. They're this. accepting. They're accepting that at one point in time, the Torah was true. Now, what Stephanie's pointing out that we have two, to- three times in Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy four, Deuteronomy eleven, Deuteronomy thirteen, says clearly this is the final word of God. Lotosif tigra. Don't add. Don't subtract. If you have someone who comes and wants to abrogate the Torah, wants to get rid of even one mitzvah from the Torah and say this is not true anymore, you want to have one Paul come in and saying, from now on, ladies and gentlemen, the Torah is not true. You don't need to keep Shabbos. You don't need to do a bris meal. You don't need to do a circumcision. You don't need to wear tefillin. You don't need to wear tzillin, Nothing. Just love thy neighbor as yourself. All you need to do, he abrogated the law. There's some rabbis that try to justify the, oh, the word et and the in the Torah was unnecessary. He spent like, I don't know, 80 some years doing this and when he came to one that he couldn't unjustify, he'd throw away all his work. I heard this story before. And what, what's the point with that? You're saying that every word is... No, every et. Yeah, even, even, even the word et, the Hebrew word right. et, which is not really uh, it's like, a very small word, but uh, every word's necessary. Right. So what were, like, at the time of but I think your point, one of the points that I wanted to bring up, but I forgot. So Stephanie's point, she hit the nail on the head. If they accept the Torah was once true, it has to always be true. But it means part of their... I mean, yes, it means... Yes. But, but there's not the same value to a lot of Christians, you know. The New Testament your, your is more... Your sharp point is, Jesus is your Lord and Savior. The New Testament is more... Is your sharp point. Then you use the Old Testament, you go back to the... Oh, the Greek <laughs> I, I saw my I didn't drink any water. <laughs> Keep it there. I might start drinking. <laughs> but Jill, if I catch what you have, it's not so bad. And the other thing is, if you look at all the mushroom stuff, there's a lot of cherry picking. Um, so there's certain things I'll do, certain things that won't do, um, ignoring like translational issues, which is a whole other one. But your sharp, your sharp point is, is Jesus is, is correct. And then you're going back and you're basically doing a, a back search. And you're, then your eyes are looking at it. You have not accepted this, this first thing first. You've accepted first the first thing first. Then you go back. Then, and then you go back to those eyes where this is what you're looking at. So if you talk with someone, Chris, that's a conversation. They'll find Jesus and things. You're just like, you're like where do you even get that? I'm just going to do like live streams. Stream. Huh? Can you do like live streaming? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess I'm going to do Skype. That whatever the... 
what are they supposed to happen? All those people that became Christians, what were they? Like, well, originally, Christianity started off as a subsect of Judaism. Uh, no, no different than the Sadducees, the Essenes, all these, the Dead Sea sect, the ones, the guys who came up with the Dead Sea Scrolls, uh, the most significant uh, archaeological discovery of the past hundred, you know, hundred years. Um, there were lots of different groups that spun off, so to speak, from Judaism, from mainstream, normative Judaism. The Christians started off as, as also a subsect of Judaism. And for many years, they were Jews, they were practicing Jews, they kept Shabbos, and they wore tefillin, and they, and they, you know, they were Jews like, like, like everyone else. Um, everything. And, uh, and comes along Paul, years later, uh, and does an about-face he started off as being someone who was opposing the new Judeo-Christians, and overnight he became the, you know, their leader, so to speak. And he said, okay, fine, from now on, you don't need to keep Shabbos, you don't need to wear tefillin, you don't need to have a, a, a circumcision to, accept, to, 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 to become Christian. So he, he abrogated the law, he uh, erased the law, he abolished the law, he got abrogated is the word for it. So yeah, so it started off as being like a subsect, and, and it eventually became its own religion. I actually had this question last week, and I'm glad you brought it up. Okay. So you said that it is illogical to believe that God created and gave us the Torah, and then he changed his mind and started with a different plan with the New Testament. Well, it's not illogical. It's not, it's not possible. Because the Torah says clearly that, it's, that, that this is the last word. Pencil- you can't add, can't subtract. If you have a prophet comes and changes so one word, he's a false prophet. How many times in the Torah, Lador Vador, right? For generation, for generation, generation, generation right? You should wear your tefillin, Lador Rosechem, your tzitzis, right? Your tzitzit, the fringes, Lador Rosechem, for your generations. How many times in the Torah it says, it says, bris mila, right? Circumcision. You should have circumcised for your generations. My question The Torah, there's. there's there's hundreds of times a reference to the Torah for the eternality of the Torah. Yes, but my question preceded the Torah in that he created, for example, Adam and Eve. And okay. That didn't work out. And plan changed. And then he created the first generation, the Dora That that the, you know that didn't work out. Then there was the flood, and he created. You know, there was it wasn't didn't work out necessarily. I mean, it, it, it was that led to other things. It led to a nation. Interestingly. Uh, um, in the Midrash, it says that even that Adam was bound to fail, right? Right, right at the beginning, right at the beginning of the Torah, right? What was the it, 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 at the beginning of the Torah? Adam, Adam was Adam was was bound to fail. But your question, your question is a good question, but it it, it it's dissimilar. Adam was is was dissimilar to 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 the to the Torah to the Jews because this was the last. Defi- I'm saying it says clearly, it's just, huh? Yes, and ironically, we have the midrash. Be well, Dave. Thanks for coming. Uh, we have the we have the the midrash that says that by Mount Sinai, okay, this is a midrash, okay. God turned over the mountain on top of the Jews like a barrel. Kafa aleim har He turned the mountain on top of the Jews like a barrel and says, if you accept the Torah, good. And if not, if not, shum take for us. I'm going to bury you right there, alive. So yes, you're pretty much stuck. And uh, like, I've said, like I've said this before, uh, but a Jew can be baptized a hundred times. He may, he or she may get wet, but they'll still be Jewish. So yes, entrapment. It's a good word. There's no way to undo your Judaism. And ironically, this is a totally separate point, but the Jews who tried to run away from their Judaism, um, they met a guy named Hitler who said, wait a minute, you're not Jewish, right? Give me the records. Let's go back. Let's go back years and years and years and years. The Jews who try to run away from the religion, the Gentiles made them Jewish again. So it's clear that God didn't have a plan that Adam and Eve couldn't fulfill and that God had to change the plan. You want to know... So it's clear that was not the case. That what? That God had a plan for creation. Yes. Had Adam succeeded, uh, the world as we know it would not be. Would not be. And we're sort of here to pick up the parts. But what I'll tell you, and I'll send you to 997A, uh, we're either going to succeed, or the world's either going to come to its completion, either as a result of what we do, or despite of what we do. Mashiach, or the Jewish Mashiach, can come 
in the most righteous generation, Bedarsha Kule Zakai, or in the most wicked generation, Bedarsha Kule Chayv. doesn't matter. It's either going to come as a result of what we do or despite of what we do. And uh, Stephanie and Shirley heard me, heard me go on about Oh, did you? I don't remember if you did, if you were by that uh, discussion. I don't remember. When I talked about how <coughs> it did, uh, that uh, we, you could either grow as a result of your actions or despite your actions. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, was that... So yes, we're, we're here, we're trapped, we're stuck. You're Jewish, you go, and there's nothing to do about it. And you are entrusted with the responsibility of mankind. You, you can't run away from it. Um, yes, so, um, but I think this point is a very important point. Our religion is different at its founding than every other religion known to man. In that we had a revelation that was experienced by the masses and every other religion that began with a revelation was experienced by the few. One, maybe two. Except that one that like three million people... Except for Hinduism, that three billion people experienced it but they all died and one guy remembered. So, once again, it's one guy. Right? How do you know that? Huh? How do I know that? Because this is my job. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, Wikipedia. Um, yes, so that, that, that's, that, this is an important point. This is, a, this is a crucial point. Whenever we're, someone says, makes a claim, a grandiose claim, you have to know how do we know this person's telling the truth? How do we know this person's not lying? How do we know this person's not a charlatan? And if it's just our word versus their word, it's very hard to justify accepting that. If, 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 if there are a bunch of people or that claim that Jesus is God, we have to ask the question, how do we know that you're right? What evidence do we have? And we, don't have, we have no evidence. So, uh, yes, that's a very important point. If that's the only point that everyone walks out with tonight knowing, we'll be very happy. Our religion is different than their religions. We have a national revelation. We have a revelation experienced by at least a million people, 603,500 adult males. Uh, we could safely, safely assume there were at least a million uh, plus total. Um, we all experienced Moses as a prophet. We experienced natural prophecy. We experienced the first two of the Ten Commandments from God himself. Uh, the rest of them were, were through Moses. But from now on, Everything that Moses tells us is the words of a prophet. And I want to tell you guys another important point that most people don't know. I'll say it quietly so I'll get your attention. Maimonides, in the 13 Principles of Faith, says something very strange. He says that Moses is different than every other prophet. I think this is the question that's really dancing around Yigal's mind. But it's in, it's in the Bible that's saying... Listen, you're Max... How do we know? Someone could ask me. The Torah says, the Torah says that Abraham was a prophet as well. How do we know it's true? He's like Muhammad. That's a good question. How do you know that Abraham is a true prophet? It's just his word versus our word. How do you know that Isaac or that Jacob or all these people? How do you know that they were prophets? It's no different than, 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 than Muhammad. And the answer is yes, indeed. Abraham on his own merit. If Abraham were to claim that he was a prophet, we would say, how do we know it's true? But the Torah, as delivered to us by Moses, who was a prophet for sure, he told us that Abraham was a prophet. That's why Moses is called Avi Hanavim, the father of all prophets. Because all prophets, how do we, how do we know that Abraham is a prophet? A prophet? Only because Moses told us that he was. And prophets after... Well, Moshe, well, Moshe established also the criteria of how do we of how what of how we know what, what a prophet is and what a prophet isn't. That's where that's where the idea of of, of the, the the criteria of, of prophecy is clearly established. That's what. How do they explain that in terms of now? Like, they, oh, they don't think he's a prophet. They think he's one Oh well, they they claim he well. It's it's really Paul. Paul's the founder of Christianity. Paul claims that that Jesus came to him. So Paul's the prophet. How do we know it's true? It's the same question. Well, this, there's the list criteria. Uh, for example, if I were to come right now to the, to the, to the, to the square here, uh, to, to Bel Air Boulevard, where all the Jews are, right? And I would say, oh, I'm a prophet. 
What would they do? They'd kill me on the spot. Try it tonight. I'm not going to try it. Tonight, maybe I'll get away with it. <laughs> but if you have someone who's not renowned for their piety, a scholar of the highest regard, and some, that person claims that they're a prophet, they're killed on the spot. This is a false prophet. Because everyone else believes the prophecy is like winning the lottery ticket. It's like, oh, boom, you got prophecy. Why do you get prophecy? No one knows. It's like winning the lottery ticket. In Judaism, it's another stage of your growth. So, like the Messiah Sasharim, the guy that perplexed, uh, the, the, uh, the path of the just, gives the, gives the outline of how to achieve prophecy. You can get there. It's another stage of your growth. But if you're not holding at at least one stage before prophecy, if you're just a regular Joe, you cannot possibly have prophecy. Prophecy is not just doled out uh, by luck of the draw. So yeah, they're very specific criteria. So how do the Christians explain that? I don't know how they explain anything. I don't know. Faith. I don't know how they justify anything. I don't. How do we know it's true? Well, what do you mean? It's faith. And if you don't accept it, eternal damnation. To be a good person, yes. But but we do like when we think oh, we're supposed to be a light onto nations. But what is our approach to like if we really believe that Christianity is idolatry? Like how come? Like what is our approach in terms of dealing with that? And how come? Like for example, more rabbis and I don't know. Like if, if it's possible that some of the Christians used to be way down the line Jewish, like how come there's not more dialogue? Like is that is that like just not really so? Um, I think that you brought up another important point, because we, we uh, which is another distinction that we have with, between between us and the and the other monotheistic, quote unquote monotheistic religions, that um, we're very pluralistic. There's, there's there's lots of different avenues. Like we say, Hasidi the righteous of the of the of the members of of the world of, of the members of the nations have a, have a share in the world to come. Which means you don't have to be Jewish to be good. You don't have to be Jewish to be righteous. You don't have to be Jewish to get reward. Right, but I'm saying because we, because if Christianity... So yeah, if you see, if you see a Christian uh, who really wants to know the truth, uh, it, it, in all likelihood it is your duty to explain to them that Jesus is not God and you should, you know, you should, you should, you, it means the idea of teaching the seven Noahide laws to the Gentiles is, 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 I have a friend who used to teach, he used to have class, he was a rabbi, he would teach only Gentiles. I'm saying he would teach Gentiles and, and teach them the seven the seven Noahide laws, the seven mitzvot that are that are universals, the seven universals. Well, I'm asking them more specifically because well, okay, here's the thing: if if we we do believe in a pluralistic sense and we believe you know you could be a good, but if the basis of Christianity is that you must believe in Jesus to be saved, yes. and that potentially they're reaching out to anybody to be saved and become an idolater in that yes. specific way. So we have and to stop them. Isn't there, meaning like, like it's not, I don't, I don't Remember, mean, you cannot argue, you cannot have a rational discussion with someone who's basing everything on faith. Uh, just like the, 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 the Islam is exactly the same thing. We know Islam is also not very... Not, not very um, uh, the, the, well, not rational, but also does not have any tolerance for, for non-Muslims. Uh, one of the basic uh, ideologies of, of Islam is that there's Dal-Ar Islam. I can, say, I can say it, anyone here knows my, no one knows Arabic. Anyhow, there's Dar al-Islam and there's Dar al-Harb. Anyone heard that before? There is the, the nation of Islam and there's the nation of the sword. Harb, like Kherav, the Hebrew Kherav, the sword. Which means you're either with us or we're slaughtering you. Right? If you're not a Muslim, you're second-class citizens. You may be a dahimi. Dahimi is a second is like a, is like a, the the Christians and, and the Jews are like second-class citizens, but everyone else is just slaughtered. Even even the Jews and Christians are slaughtered. Um, but similarly, you cannot argue. You can't say if you just make a cartoon, you know, about about Muhammad, that's it. You're toast. So you're trying to have dialogue with them. Like you can't have a rational conversation with someone who's not being, willing to be rational. Um, but there were, I mean, historically, we have many instances of Jews uh, and, and, and Christians having dialogue, having debates, engaging in polemics. Uh, and the problem with it is, well, now it's probably better, but the problem is, historically, you lived in a very uh, Christian world, not like Christian today, but like where the church ran the government and they were very radical. So like if you disprove them, they'll just kill you. So what do you gain? Uh, I think today there is room for dialogue. There is room for dialogue and, and, and debate. 
the problem with debate is, uh, I know we're going off on a tangent and we're going over time here, but the problem with debate is that you can debate them and they'll debate you and the uninitiated or the average person in the crowd say, well, he's making sense or she's making sense and the other person is also making sense. So you can't, like, for someone who's ignorant, someone who's not well-versed, also, you know, they can throw out scripture, and you'll throw out scripture, and 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 yeah, and, and, and like the uninitiated will think, well, they're pretty smart, they haven't figured it out, they're pretty smart, they haven't figured it out, and you don't get anything. So I do think it's encouraged. I think especially if you have someone who's genuinely interested in finding the truth, like truth seekers, one of the one in the million who's really concerned about the truth is, uh, then there's room for debate, discussion. Otherwise, what do you really gain? Uh, but I really want to. I really don't want to go overtime. But you know what? I hate going overtime. So I'm going to quickly outline. Um, so now we know why we don't accept Jesus as being God. Why do we not accept Jesus as being the Messiah? Well, Jesus didn't fulfill any of the criteria of being the Messiah. So why should we believe that he's Messiah? He didn't build the third temple, did he? Oh, not that we know of, right? Uh, he didn't gather the Jews back to the land of Israel. He didn't usher in an era of world peace, like. As it says in Isaiah, nation shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall man learn war anymore. Right? None of this happened. Uh, the universal knowledge of the God of Israel, which is also uh, in, in Zechariah, right? That everyone will proclaim that God will be king of the world and, and, and everyone will know that the Jews are the chosen people. Right? He didn't bring the Jews back to the land of Israel. None of the, not, none of the prophecies, none of the, uh, of the criteria of being... The Mashiach was fulfilled by Jesus. Why should we believe? Um, why should we believe that he was indeed the Messiah? So the Christians may counter and say, "Well, yes, he didn't do it, but he's coming back, second coming. Uh, he may have not fulfilled it yeah, presently. At present, he may have not fulfilled it, but in the future, he will." So the argument with that is, "Okay, fine. Well, okay, so let him come back, and we'll wait for him then. And we, there's no, there's no sources at all for the second coming." Um, I think that uh, the 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 radical the 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 radical in the Chabad in the Chabad Lubavitch Hasidim right so they have that that radical group that thinks the Rebbe is Mashiach right um, mainstream Chabad obviously doesn't doesn't accept that but you have the fringe the fringe movement so like and they I spoke to a few of them and they're they're out of their minds in my opinion like they say well the Rebbe was Mashiach uh, but he didn't die or he did die he's still alive I'm saying I think that's no different. He's saying, is he alive or is he dead? Is he dead? Well, he was buried, right? Um, so this is this is a tremendous turmoil in the Chabad Lubavitch Hasidus right right now, because like the mainstream, um, they obviously don't believe that. Uh, but you have that fringe group, which, it, in my opinion, it's it's no different than what the the second coming claim. Either he's not dead, he's still alive, he'll come back. It's it's you know it's uh, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. Um, but yes, yeah, so the idea of, of Jesus having a second coming is, uh, is, is not found in any sources, and it's just a description of the failure of, his, uh, of him fulfilling any, any of the prophecy. He, he didn't fulfill the prophecies. Oh, I'll you know, very conveniently come up with the idea that he's coming back. Um, he's not a descendant of, of David, and we pointed out this out before the class. If you look at Matthew, and, uh, Matthew chapter 1, you look at Luke chapter 3, they have different uh, descri- uh, different genealogies of who Jesus was or how Jesus came from the from the house of David. We know the Mashiach will come from the house of David, the, the Davidic line. Uh, some people claim he didn't have a father. That also makes another problem. If you didn't have a father, how did he come from David? Uh, tremendous question. No one has an answer to that one. Um, but let's say he did come as, 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 as the book of Matthew and the book of Mark both give his, or peg his Joseph as being his father. But they have 15 generation gap or, or discrepancy between, between Matthew and Luke. And they have a totally different uh, genealogy for Jesus. These are the two works of Christianity, two Gospels accepted by all the Christians, but having different genealogies of Jesus. So, um, yes. Uh, I don't know how to, there's no, there's no way to answer that. Um, and lastly, if, if, if the Mashiach is supposed to, as it says in the, in the, in the, in the Torah, in Deuteronomy, uh, that he's going to bring the Jews back to observing the Torah, and specifically, they abrogated the Torah. And Jesus, as, as, as it says in, uh, 
And John clearly says that he didn't, you know, he himself uh, violated the Shabbos once. Um, so um, for all those reasons, we don't accept Jesus as being a God. We don't accept Jesus as being a Messiah. Uh, rationally, like we said, there's no way to accept it. I think Stephanie's point uh, was it's a very strong point that if they, they accept the Torah as being true, if it was true, it always is true, uh, by evidence of, of its own words. Um, it, uh, their, def- their definition of God contradicts the Torah's definition of God, um, and their definition of God is, is something which is, oh, Jesus as a God is something that they agreed upon by a council, silly. And lastly, is, 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 you know, it's a silly question, but how do we know it's true? What evidence do we have? We like to base things on evidence. Lastly, he's not the Messiah because he did not fulfill any of the Messianic prophecies. Not even one. So why should we believe him? So maybe there's a second coming. Okay, but that's just a description of the failure of him, of him fulfilling the, the categories. So now, so when we celebrate uh, this, uh, the holiday, Xmas, Christmas, um, which, by the way, even according to Christian sources, is not his birthday, which is um, the Christian sources. If you look, they, the birthday is either... Um, the March twenty eighth, uh, the Bishop of Alexander of Alexander claimed it was November eighteenth. Most present day uh, Christian scholars put the date on September eleventh. Yes, interesting. But no serious theologians, Christian theologians, uh, put December twenty fifth as Jesus' birthday. So yes, it's, it is weird. Yes. Yeah, it was the end of the Saturnalia, Saturnalia, which is a pagan holiday. Well, what is, I just, I just want to put up, I mean, not that, I don't think, you know, in this situation, but there are certain verses they, that Christians do mention that like, Yes, they, they, so they misinterpretation, they, they misinterpret verses. Like the word Alma, they take the word Alma. Um, well, they have Isaiah 3, um, but it's all misinterpretations, it's all, uh, I have a few examples here. Um, yeah, they claim that the verse in, in Isaiah 53 refers to Jesus, the suffering server, servant. It's actually baloney. Uh, ke'ari, they take the word ke'ari uh, and, and they, they, they carry me like a lion. Uh, but they, they misinterpret it to be like he was, he was you know, it's a reference to the crucifixion. Uh, they pierced his hands and feet. It's, um, yeah, and also doesn't prove anything because, you know, that uh, Romans... The preferred method of, of torture of, of killing was crucifixion. So, just to, even if it were to be true that the Messiah was crucified, how did the who says that Jesus? Well, there were thousands of Jews that were crucified. It doesn't mean anything. Uh, the virgin birth also it's a, it's 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 a um, it, you know they mistranslated the the word in, in Isaiah. Yeah, it, it's remember even 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 the even uh, the historical the historical accounts of early Christianity. Um, Josephus clearly writes, uh, you could say Josephus was partial to Jews, was he, was he not? Uh, but he clearly says that only the ignorant and the uninitiated classes of Jews accepted Jesus. Only. The, you know, the more sophisticated Jews have never uh, accepted Jesus. Um, and even, yeah, I think even to present day, present day where there's a major, major pushes to, to, to missionize Jews. Uh, but it's... It, Generally, all the only people they get, which is very unfortunate, the only people they get are the people who don't know any better, who don't have any understanding of Judaism, who don't have any um, fluency of, or even basic knowledge of, of, of the Tanakh, who don't have a strong roots in Judaism anyhow, and uh, you know, those are the ones that they prey upon. Uh, but the, the, you know, the theology, their theology, their philosophy has never uh, held a candle towards, uh, you know, to ours. So we don't have anything to worry about. Uh, but, uh, Stephanie, you want to argue with them? Good luck. But uh, it's, it's an exercise in futility. No, no, from I'm what sorry, I'm from what I'm... Many, um, it's weird, when I was in college, this one guy, he's just that thing that he made a bunch of you know, Like, like in front of everybody. Anyway, at the end, he was like, 
this is what people are doing on campus, and it's very, like, I thought he was totally for real. Like, I didn't know if he was, like, making a point. But I'm just curious, like, how many people, like, you're saying, like, it's a big thing on the mission, but how many people are, like, It's it's silly because they're a, they're a religion. Okay, I'm about to go off here. They're a religion that's based upon one idea, right? They're the religion of tolerance and love, right? That that's the one thing. That, the one thing that they salvaged from the Torah was the idea of love thy neighbor, right? That's the one thing that they kept from the Torah, and that's the one thing that they epitomized the antithesis of, right? They, they, they slaughtered, slaughtered, what, the, the Crusades? They slaughtered everyone. The Muslims, the Christians, doesn't matter. Uh, every, uh, there's like hundreds of, of cities uh, that, that, the, that the, over the past thousand years that the Christians came in and just slaughtered whole Jewish towns. Um, how many different Christian countries of uh, the Inquisition, right? They, they said, if you either convert or we kill you, or they would kill you, they burn people alive. There's, Thousands, or, or the, the probably millions. Start there, and then everything else is interpreted with those eyes. 